Well, good Tuesday morning, everybody. It's the 27th of July, and my title today is, Are You Tired of a Life of Futility? We all know the difference between a person who is alive and a person who's dead physically. If they don't have any pulse or the brain waves aren't functioning, then the life of that person has left their body and they're pronounced physically dead. If they did not put their trust in Christ to be their Savior, then before they were physically dead, they were also spiritually dead in their sins and transgressions. On the other hand, we who have placed our faith in Christ to be our Savior, we used to be spiritually dead in our sins and transgressions, but we became born again into a new spiritual life where we have been born into the family of God. And in Ephesians chapter 4, the Apostle Paul gives us a very clear picture of what life is like for people who are not saved or born again. He says, quote, Now I say this and testify in the Lord that you must no longer walk as the Gentiles do in the futility of their minds. They are darkened in their understanding, alienated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them due to their hardness of heart. They have become callous and have given themselves up to sensuality, greedy to practice every kind of impurity. Now that seems to me to be a rather horrible existence of someone who is physically alive but spiritually dead. And remember, this was our state before becoming born again. And so Paul says, they live in the futility of their minds. And that word futility is a very interesting word. It means something that is vain, empty, without purpose, and or devoid of truth. He says there is ignorance in them because their hearts are hardened. And they have become callous. And they don't see anything wrong with giving themselves up to sensuality and are greedy uh, for every kind of impurity to which they're giving themselves over. Not a very pretty picture describing the life of the lost. Unfortunately for me, there was a period in my own life when I was a Christian man, a husband, a father, and even a senior pastor, and I lived that way as well, much to my shame. If one is not a Christian, then living that way seems to be okay in certain circles. <laughs> I'm reminded of the days in high school and college where what seemed to be important was making it to the weekend so then we could get drunk and hope to get laid. Pardon my language. I was successful in the first task, getting drunk, but failed miserably in the second. Thank God. Paul points out that much of this is a result of one main thing, and that is the hardness of the heart of an unbeliever. 
This is referred to the lost state of an unbeliever. Instead of being open to God who has created and is sustaining their very life, they don't want any accountability. I don't want any rules and the freedom to do whatever I darn well please. Well, this hardness of heart has dire consequences. They crave sensuality only to find that their appetite of sensuality is never satiated and always wants more. Also, it says they have, quote, given themselves up to sensuality, greedy to practice every kind of impurity. The word giving themselves up means that they're doing it regularly with no qualms. This is not Paul describing believers who are struggling with or addicted to sexual sin. If someone has given themselves over to sexual sin, then they're pursuing it as a lifestyle. And I would doubt that they are truly born again before I would come to the conclusion that they were saved and have lost their salvation. But that's something we could debate. Someone who is truly born again does not reach that point of completely giving themselves over to their addiction. There's a little bit of them that still wants to stop. They struggle with guilt and shame because they know this isn't the life that God has for them. They desire purity at times, but still find themselves being lured away and enticed by their sexual desires. So let me just ask you this critical question. Do you really want to stop looking at porn and committing sexual sins? If the answer in your heart of hearts, not in the moment when you find yourself being tempted, if the answer is yes, then I want you to know that there's hope for you. For over eight years, I battled with my flesh, and I was being drawn further and further into sexual sin. It went from porn to strip clubs, massage parlors, and even some prostitutes, and ultimately to four affairs. By the grace of God, I hit rock bottom, and the truth about me was revealed. I was physically alive, and I was spiritually alive, but I was trying to be a Christian, but failing over and over again because I had a sexual addiction, which is why I relate to what Paul writes about himself in Romans 7. He says, quote, For I do not understand what I'm doing, for I'm not practicing what I really want to do, but I'm doing the very thing I hate. But now, no longer am I the one doing it, but sin that dwells in me. For I know that good does not dwell in me. And then he stops himself and says, that is, in my flesh. For the willing is present in me, but the doing of the good is not. For the good that I want, I do not do. But I practice the very evil that I do not want. Paul says that the sin that he struggled with was covetousness. 
Doesn't it surprise you hearing those words from the Apostle Paul in the middle of the book of Romans, right before he writes Romans chapter 8, which I would consider the maybe the greatest chapter in the Bible? The Apostle Paul himself knew of this struggle with his flesh, just as we know the struggle with ours. He said he struggles with the sin of covetousness, wanting another man's house or wife or servants. And yet he ends with these words that should give all of us great hope. Wretched man that I am. Notice the present tense. Wretched man that I am, who will free me from this body of this death. Thanks be to God through Jesus Christ our Lord. God, through Jesus Christ our Lord, set Paul free. And he wants to do the same thing in your life. We'll talk about this more tomorrow. God bless you, my friends. This is John Doyle with 180 Podcasts. I hope you have a great day in the Lord. And we'll talk again tomorrow. Take care and goodbye.